You're listening to the awesome Podcast Network. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now, your host, Trey Harris. Stumble to the kitchen, pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts jumping With folks like me on the job from nine to five Working nine to five Ain't no way to do a podcast Better listen to us now. Oh, no, I can't run that. <laughs> I'm not Dolly Parton. Good job. <laughs> not Dolly Parton. Yes, I know you wish know. I was, babe, but I'm not. But anyway, welcome back, everybody, to another workday edition of 80s Revisited. This one's going to be nice and short. Should fit right into your lunch break as you're working 9 to 5 or 10 to 6 or 7 to 3 or whatever your schedule is. <laughs> whatever it may be. But as normal, I'm one of your hosts, Trey Harris, with me again to give a proper perspective on this female comedy, my wife. Hi. <laughs> and as always, our own Mr. Hart, our own own tyrannical boss, Jesse Sedgley. Yes, I am. Yep, 9 to 5. This one is one of those that my mother watched over and over and over. She watched it on VHS. Credits would hit. Hit that rewind button. You know, wait wow. 10 minutes, come back, she'd watch it again. Because, you know, back in the day, you didn't have to, when you rented a movie, you had to watch it a few times. Wow. But anyway, this released December 19th, 1980. Uh, IMDb 6.6, Rotten Tomatoes 82% critics, 74% audience. Absolutely zero info on the budget or the opening on a, several of the sites that I go to. Uh, nothing on either of those. However, domestically, it grossed $103.2 million. No idea worldwide. Rentals, another $59 million, and I know my mother is responsible for probably about $9 million of that. Mm. All of my life savings is wrapped up in 9 to 5 rentals. <laughs> so, But anyway, uh, let's see. It was directed by Colin Higgins. He also directed Dolly Parton in another film, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Interesting fact. Do you know what, do you know what musical, what song is from that movie? What famous song is from The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas? Oh. Incredibly famous song. One of the highest selling singles of all time. <laughs> In the original version, yes. You sick man. <laughs> no, the original version of I'll Always Love You is from The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Because mm-hmm. not with Dolly Parton, not Whitney Houston mm-hmm. yeah, originated that. that song. And her and Dolly's version is so much better. Just saying. Yeah. Don't dig the bodyguard. Mm. But anyway, uh also Burt Reynolds was in Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, so yeah. I kinda wanna watch it now after like looking up. Yep, let's do it. Hmm, maybe. Do a double feature of Dolly with that and Rhinestone. Oh, God. <laughs> but anyway, uh, written by Colin Higgins as well and Patricia Resnick, uh, starring an all-star cast at this time, especially Lily, the great Lily Tomlin as Violet. Uh, of course, she was in Nashville, the remake or the movie version of the Beverly Hillbillies, uh, I Heart Huckabees. Uh, you know, uh, I think she was in, was she on SNL? Was she a cast member? I think so. Maybe, I don't know. Anyway. But, of course, exceptionally famous and always funny. Uh, and in her big screen debut at this point, Dolly Parton, 
as Dorley, of course, the aforementioned Ryan Stone and Bessel Orals in Texas, as well as Straight Talk, which she was a radio host, and that was another movie, because my mom apparently loved Dolly Parton, except not in Rhinestone or Best Little Horror House in Texas, but mainly 9 to 5 and Straight Talk. So, yeah. Uh, she was uh, just a host and guest starred on one. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, like Laugh-In. She... That's what I was She was in Laugh-In, uh, along okay. with uh, Goldie Hawn. I knew she was on one of those types of mm. shows. But uh, also, uh, Jane Fonda as Judy, most notably from Barbarella, Monster-in-Law, and a plethora of workout videos, which my mother also owned. Mm. Several gigantic, and they came in the huge clamshell VHS cases. Not the cardboard ones, but like the big ones that always stuck mm-hmm. out and always had her and those crazy workout 80s outfits on the cover. I always think a baby got back. <laughs> when you think of Jane Fonda. Yeah. Because <laughs> of the one scene where the camera's looking at it. and they're No, in- because it's in the lyrics. Workout tapes by Fonda. Oh. Never mind. Fonda ain't got a Honda in the back of her. Keep going. Ain't got a, something in the back of her Honda. My anaconda. Okay. Won't, won't none unless you got buns, hun. Bridget Fonda still looks good now. Jesse just, yeah, just internet clicking. Through, just looking. Going uh, through the uh, family tree I don't know where her here. career is right now, but... Because she's, what, Peter's daughter? I mean, Wow, uh, 02 was the last time she did something. God, I wonder if she retired or had kids or something. That's, that's crazy. She just wasn't cutting it. Hey, she was an easy writer. Yeah, so she's one of the kids. Yeah, that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Sucks, doesn't it? It does. Overrated. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> the ending was just Although so you weird. don't see that ending coming. You really don't see the so ending coming weird. at all. <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, so Jane Fonda. And of course, the great 80s icon, Dabney Coleman, is Mr. Hart, also in Tootsie War Games. Uh, You've Got Mail, Cloak and Dagger. A lot of stuff and instantly recognizable. Also starring Elizabeth Wilson as Roz. Uh, she was also in The Addams Family, speaking another uh, t- uh, old TV series made into a movie, uh, like The Beverly Hillbillies with Lee Tomlin. She was in The Addams Family and also The Graduate. And she's played in a lot of stuff as well, a lot of like uh, bit parts uh, that she's done. And Earl Bowen was Mr. Perkins' most noti- most recognizable, or you might recognize him from, I should say. He was the psychiatrist in Terminator 1, 2, and 3 for Sarah Connor. Uh, but also... This most of our younger audience, because my wife says I should appeal not to the dads but to the kids. So all you kids out there, uh, <laughs> you will probably know Earl Bowen if that's even how you pronounce his last name. But he is the narrator for all the World of Warcraft games. Hmm. So arguably, he's the most famous person in this <laughs> movie, and he's a secondary character. But uh, wow. as I mentioned before, my mother absolutely loved this movie. I assume she loved Dolly Parton. As a kid, I would sing this song all the time because it would be stuck in my head because my mother was watching it. And then she'd get tired of this, and then she'd watch The Sound of Music. Or then she'd watch Gone with the Wind or something. Or she'd watch The Godfather. You know, so she had a very... Of course, again, back then, we had like maybe... You know, you walk into my house today, or you go into Jesse's room, and, you know, there's 100 DVDs or Blu-rays or whatever. Back in the day, when they weren't... They were exceptionally expensive. You know, you had like one or two. Or one of the greatest days of my young young child life, my mother and father joined like the the movie club. Mm-hmm. You know, you get six free, and then you buy three in the next three years at astronomical prices. Yeah. But she got the entire Star Wars trilogy, and that was the greatest day of my young life, when we actually owned Star Wars, every one of them. Yeah, at that way point, way back. VHS used to be like 60 bucks yeah. or something. That's crazy. What? Yeah, because I, I still remember, like, you got the free ones, but then, you know, you had to pay shipping and handling, but then, like, you had to buy the new ones. 
I mean, you know, had to buy so many within so many years, and like it was like thirty nine ninety five. It was to keep people renting. Yeah, basically. And you that's know? why people don't rent anymore. Exactly. But I mean, even I remember um, um, most recently that same kind of scheme was used like for CDs. I yeah. had an astronomical CD collection because the BMG Music Club buy one for ninety nine cents, get twelve free, and then you got to buy like three in the next year. Mm-hmm. No yeah. one ever did. You know, you had to buy the three to fulfill your commitment. Then you cancel, and then hey, we want you back. Here's another twelve free. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I had I had so many fucking CDs simply because Columbia of that club. Columbia House still exists. Like. Yeah, because I did that like several times, but um, never bought any. That's why your credit was shot to <laughs> shit when we met, because <laughs> you, you have to fulfill little, the commitment. No, I was a little kid. They can't hold me accountable for that. Yeah, they can. No, they can't. Well, they didn't. You better not let anybody, hope anybody hears this that knows that. Like, let's look this up. Holy shit, she owes us like look a million dollars. Look at the prices on these things. $23 online. It's like, why would I do that? Yeah. <laughs> that's oh, yeah. This is Columbia House. Because it offsets the ones you get for free. Yeah. But then also the same, uh, the same thing like that. Uh, the Disney Movie Club or whatever. It's like, no, go to fucking Target, buy it for 18 yeah. bucks. Go to Amazon. Instead of, yeah, instead of paying twenty nine ninety five per movie on the Disney Club because you got two free. Go to awesomepods.com and click, click on, on the Amazon, Amazon link. link. <laughs> Be much cheaper. Exactly. Exactly. That's all you got to do. But anyway, <laughs> enough of that nostalgic trip that most people listening to this that aren't dads, as my wife would say, would have no idea what we're talking about. Ye old video stores. Oh, uh, speaking of video stores, our f- uh, friend John, who was, of course, uh, from Now Versus Nostalgia, who was with us on the Character Showdown finales, uh, he actually took a picture and texted it to me. He was at that last blockbuster in Opelousas and took a picture. <laughs> and he walked inside and took pictures too. They still have a I go there lo- every month. They still have a movie poster like hanging and like, you know, on the side to advertise that right. movie Wild Hogs with John Travolta from like <laughs> two thousand and eight right. or whenever. The, the motorcycle one. Yeah. It's still up in their store like promoting it. Two thousand seven, even worse than when I guessed. <laughs> it's still up in their store. Yeah. So, but it, it's still well, it is Opelousas, so yeah. it's they like got- an archaeolo- archaeological site. It really it's is. like going into a pyramid and like excavating. <laughs> it really I would love to go in there just to just, the just for the, the nostalgia. And uh, Piggly Wiggly. I don't think I'll ever go. <laughs> Let's go on an archaeological expedition. <laughs> Indiana Tray and the video store of Opelousas. If heading to uh, Alexandria or Shreveport, you pass through nope. it every time. <laughs> okay. Baby, what's this? Oh, wait, no. Y'all go to that... Uh, Monroe. No, that, that uh, park nearby. Don't you? The what's the place you go rent a cabin? Oh, Percy Quinn. Yeah, isn't that over? That's there? the opposite way, I believe. Yeah, that's in Mississippi. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay, I was thinking it was in Central. Um, oh yeah, it's in Mississippi. Never mind. Nope. <laughs> Darn. Not Damn. Close. Sticking Almost had an excuse now. to go to Blockbuster. <laughs> nah, I was. I was so, thinking of one of these parks. Oh yeah. yeah in that area. There's I've been so to Bunky once. Never want to go back. Yeah, it's right next to the interstate, too, so you'll see it as you drive by. That, uh, <laughs> so everybody can see it, and the older people can give a slight reverent nod, and the younger kids can be like, what the hell is that? In fact, you could always just visit it on <laughs> visit Google. Visit it on Google. Because it's... Yep. Look, there it is right there. You yeah, can see it. That's what I assume that block Wow, like. it, it hasn't there. aged a day. <laughs> yeah. Look, I can see Stan Marsh uh-huh. pacing inside. <laughs> Waiting for it. Let's see what movies are advertising five right now. Five for 20. You can get uh, five Black Swan. movies for $20. Is a, That's some animated movie on the right. Too hard to tell. 
from yeah, this view. It's hard to tell because just Johnny. Oh, that's the tourist. That's Johnny Depp and Angelina Jolie. Uh, okay. I'm sorry for the people listening. You can't see this. Right, I know. We're doing important archaeological work work right now. Go to Google Maps. Look up 1427 Heather Drive. And see if you can help identify those movie posters <laughs> in the window. I mean, yeah, I drive discuss, by it every month. We can discuss why the parking lot's empty. Well, it's also during the day. Yeah. You know, it might, it might be a weekday. Oh, and down the street, there's one of these really, really small cinemas. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What? You weren't kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a bingo hall. And I'm always curious to go in there and be like, there's probably like a 20-inch, 7-inch television set up. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, crazy. In Big Bear, where Trey's parents live now, they have a movie theater with what two screens? No, I think maybe three. Two or three screens. But it's tiny. Teeny it's like Broadmoor tiny. here, tiny screens. We saw Amazing Spider-Man two on it, and it was like watching it on like your projector screen. Right. It's like, and I, I saw Saving Private Ryan on in a mall. Oh, that sucks. It was like that small. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. But anyway, I guess we yeah. might as well talk about 9 to 5. Right, right. Instead of all this other stuff. The nostalgic But anyway, uh, babe, it's on Netflix, by the way, uh, if you want to give it a watch. Don't call Jesse, babe. It makes me uncomfortable. You said that last time. I bet you don't remember that. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Except I said honey. When I was talking, you said don't call Jesse that. So you're recycling jokes, babe. Come on, you got to. Yeah, yeah. Well. Keep it fresh. Come on. In my defense, I was drinking last time. I really oh, we don't know. Remember. Everybody knows. <laughs> we pointed it out many times to make excuses for your erratic behavior. I have no recollection. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But anyway, uh, had, had you seen it before we watched it? Or um, were you familiar with it at all? Or yes, just the song? Uh, yeah. I don't think I had ever seen it all the way through in one sitting. Mm-hmm. But I know I've seen it bits and pieces a bunch because I'm sure it used to come on like TBS and stuff. You're exactly right. The Superstation, because, of course, back in one of the greatest things that uh, in the history and like a, a child of the 80s got was when you finally got a VCR and you finally, you know, got your parents to buy the blank tapes. Because then it was just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to put that on SLP and I'm going to fit <laughs> I'm going to fit six hours. I'm going to fit three movies on here. Mm-hmm. That and like you know, then you get the little labels. You put the labels on the side. Yeah. Nine to five. Not Sound- only did I never record anything. Oh my god! On my own GTFO. VHS, GTFO. I couldn't even tell you how to do it. You push the record button. No idea what you're talking about. But, but most of our audience out there, the dads, as Autumn would say, <laughs> would totally relate to this because it was like, okay, RoboCop's coming on. I got two hours left on this. I got or I got an hour and fifty eight minutes on this tape. So you're watching it. Up oh, commercial. Stop. Record. Next commercial break. Stop. Record. Then you watch the little timer. Like, okay, you're okay. I got two minutes to spare. Let it run. Like I recorded cassettes off the radio, but I never did the TV thing. Oh God! I, like Ever. in our shed, babe, there is still a rubber, uh, rubber neck, a Rubbermaid tub yeah, yeah. full of VHSs. That's gonna be thrown away when we move. Yeah, I hate to say it, no, but I mean, it but this is, is recorded VHSs of shit that you can't get anymore. In fact, somebody we could can probably buy give it. Give it to Jesse. Nope. Jesse don't care about that shit. Yeah, I don't even have a VCR. It's probably all degraded anyway. You know, I mean, being in a shed for eight years. But yeah, I don't it even was. Have a DVD player, I don't think. Except for the, the consoles. Console. Same yeah. here. We don't have any. We, have. Yeah. we don't have any standalone players. Everything we have is a console. Speaking yeah. of which. Uh, Our Wii is actually a Netflix player. Yeah. Uh, One of our Xboxes is also a Netflix player. But uh, I'm sad to report that my launch PS3 got the yellow light this week. It was exceptionally oh, sad. Oh. And, it, you know, it's a launch the one. Backwards compatible. It's been wow. around for a long and time. And it's dead. So if anybody knows anybody that can repair launch PS3s in the Baton Rouge area, drop me an email at extravisit at gmail.com because I would like to save it. 
Otherwise, it's GameStop doesn't even take them in if they have the yellow light. What? Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, it's got the yellow light. Like, oh, we don't take it. I'm like, really? It's a launch one. Like, people will give you, you 60 bucks lied. for parts. You could have just said something. No, they else. plug, no, they, they're on to the people because at GameStop, they plug it in now to make sure it comes on. They used not to do that. They used to take it and give you the credit. I mean, you could sell on eBay. Really. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. If I can't get it repaired. Yeah. Which, um, you know. Because some repair guy will. Yeah, same deal with like Craigslist. You can put it on Craigslist. Somebody that tinkers will buy it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. I said tinker. Yeah. yeah that, that, that's a real word. <laughs> that's what gnomes do. What? <laughs> gnomes tinker with things. But uh, Jesse, are you familiar with 9 to 5 at all? Yeah. yeah. Like, did your mom watch it? or it's What a way to make a living, you know? <laughs> Uh, I mean, excuse me. Are you familiar with the movie and not the fact of the job of work, the grind the hours of nine to five? Of nine to five. <laughs> yes. Oh no, never heard of it. No, I'm mm. kidding. Yes. Yeah, but uh. Which I, is it? I'm so confused. Just stay with us, Autumn. Stay with us. <laughs> but anyway, uh, revisiting this one, having not seen it since I was a wee lad living in my parents' house and my mother was watching it. Eh, don't care about this movie at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Of course, there were so many things I remember. Like as a kid, I always liked the little fantasy of killing uh, Mr. Hart. They, they all have their different fantasy. And of course, Dolly Parton's always great to look at, especially in the '80s. Dolly Parton when she was in her prime. Mm-hmm. But uh, just this movie just doesn't hold up. It's not. Uh, it, it really sucks because like the first half, I remember a lot of it up to the part where they steal the body. I'm like, okay, and then it's just like I don't remember much of the second half, probably because that's when. I decided, okay, I'm watching 9 to 5. I need to watch something else. <laughs> or I need to go play with my toys and I'm let mom turning watch. turning into a girl. So, yeah, but the second half, it kind of falls apart. It's just not as funny. Yeah. But in general, like, looking back at it now, it's really just not that funny at all. Lily I didn't Tomlin's find it that funny. funny. Well, she's, that's because she's Lily fucking Tomlin. Yeah. And Dolly Parton's funny just because she's, mm-hmm. you know, she could say almost anything and it's funny just because of her twang and, you know, she's a country girl and it's funny. Why are you looking at? Why the hell are you looking at me like that? <laughs> Just wondering if by twang you mean boobs. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Busted. My, you caught me. But uh, you know, and then Jane Fonda is attempting to be funny, but she's really not. Yeah, she's and I'm not to be a Jane Fonda fan. Street. Like even like as an actor, actress, or whatever. Just not a fan of her. But anyway, hmm. so yeah. Uh, the good news is, like I mentioned, this movie's on Netflix. So if you remember it being really funny and you really loved it, you don't have to spend any money. You can just watch it. You spend your time and watch a little bit of it on Netflix. But again, if you really liked it when you were younger, my advice is you might want to just not rewatch it and remember it as being something great because you might be disappointed. And that's the bottom line because they revisited Sit So. Yeah, I feel you. Pretty much meh. But yeah, because uh, pretty much we were just, the reason we even did it for this episode was we were looking on Netflix and I asked Autumn to come up with a movie that she'd want to do. Mm. Never got back to me, although she did, finally did. So next week we'll or we'll do something next week that she wants really wants to do. But we were looking on flipping through movies on Netflix. I'm like, oh, nine to five. I used to, my mom used to watch it all the time. I ain't seen it in twenty years. Might as well watch it. It's an hour and a half. Yeah, meh, meh. Could have spent an hour and a half watching something else. Yeah, yeah. But uh, or but like now arm it's covered. Wrestling. Oh really? You arm wrestle? Well, not now. We watch 9 to 5 instead. Damn it! Well, there's a Stallone movie about arm wrestling. <laughs> over the top, Pop! Over the top! That <laughs> movie's so weird. Uh, like when you watch dumb. it. <laughs> it's another TBS gem that uh, I saw on TV. It's 87. No, shut up. <laughs> I thought about doing it for our Stallone thing, but I wanted to save that like for Look how giant his arm looks. That months. one arm looks huge in the cover. Yeah, yeah, and it is. Yeah, you haven't seen that movie. You know when uh, uh, Lady in the Water, the Shyamalan movie? How that mm-hmm. one dude works out one side of his body. That's Stallone yeah. in this movie. 
That's the whole like that's the reference Lady of the Water makes because you don't see it on the art, but he's like really weak on one side and he can only arm wrestle right handed. Then he gets injured and he has to arm wrestle with his weak hand. It's like Scary Movie 2, you know, let me use my strong hand. Why not just work <laughs> out both arms, maintain symmetry, and then you can use both arms Because then it to. wouldn't be a dramatic movie, and I'm totally bullshitting you. That's uh, not anything to do with it at all. <laughs> I just want to see how far we could go with it. I'm sure people were listening like, has this dude even seen over the time? <laughs> <laughs> no, but all, all, all a joke. But uh, it's <laughs> solid Hilarious. 80s. It's it's really weird. It's, a, it's, so it, it's an odd dynamic with him and his son. It's just weird. <laughs> All right, son, we're going to bars with these yeah. bear-looking dudes for your dad to arm wrestle with. Big old bears. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so I might have seen stuff in this movie. Some some interesting stuff. Uh, this was actually I might have mentioned before, but it's Dolly Parton's film debut. Mm. Uh, and this is really funny because you know most people don't know. That movies aren't shot in order. Most people think that. Well, she was one of them, and Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda made kind of made fun of her. You know that no, they're not shot in order. We do them. You know, we shoot different scenes, different times, and they put it together in editing on the back end. Uh, but also because it was her first film, and she was so nervous and had no idea like kind of what to do, she memorized every line in the script, everybody's part, not just hers, everybody's, because she didn't know what to do. But you yeah. know everybody's lines except for the bloopers we saw. Some people yeah. find it easier to do that. I'm learning. <laughs> it seems like honestly, if I was a professional actor, I think I would want to do that because then you know your cue. Everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you know, so. But uh, apparently, a lot of people don't do that. Yeah. Uh, and reportedly, uh, Dolly was cast in this movie because Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin thought that she would quote unquote bring them the West, as in bring in an audience because of its it being Dolly Parton. Right. And by West, I'm assuming they mean country music yeah. fans. Uh, but she was, was both really the lead actress and a singer then. in the film, and she sang the title song, which this title song was Oscar nominated. Nominated only. Did not win. Correct. Uh, it also spurred a reasonably successful sitcom that ran from uh, ran for 85 episodes and ran from 82 to 88. So the argu- arguably the series was more popular than the movie. As it ran six years in the eighties, and uh, the Roz character in the series was actually played by Gene Marsh, who was Queen Beth Morden Willow. Hmm. Little random tidbit of baseless trivia from my gray matter. Uh, strangely enough, this movie ranks number seventy-four on AFI's one hundred funniest movies chart. They might want to hmm. revisit that. Yeah. Just saying. AFI chart revisited. <laughs> Next podcast. <laughs> Uh, this was really odd, especially, remember, we're talking about 1980 here. A VHS release was considered for the same day as its theatrical release, which that's unheard of. This is the first I've ever heard of something like this. Uh, but they postponed it three months because movie theater owners were complaining. And obviously so. Why are you releasing yeah. on VHS? You know, you're releasing it the same yeah. day it's at the theater, which is really odd because, again, like I've told a story before. I remember you know, watching Jurassic Park twice in the theater and then waiting waiting, 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 waiting until it came out on VHS. Because mm-hmm. the, uh, movie stores always have like those little coming soon for the month things. Yeah. And every, every month I'd ride my bike, grab it, like, no Jurassic Park. When is it? Like, when am I going to get to see Jurassic Park? And it was an event when it came out on VHS. And it came out on VHS like almost a year later. Like a, it seemed like an abysmal long time. Now they're like two months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you really quick. You know, so like the fact that they were actually going to release something on VHS the same day as a theatrical release, which in all honesty, we're talking about 1980. Mm-hmm. The VCR wasn't in every household at this point. 
Yeah. So it was, you know, it might not have hurt. I mean, because again, we're, uh, domestically, 103 million in 1980s dollars. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would have suffered that much. Uh, but anyway. So it didn't go through? Correct. Yeah. It released about three months later uh, on VHS. Uh, they planned a sequel, but it was scrapped after the director and writer of the original, Colin Higgins, uh, yeah, Higgins, I'm not sure pronounce it last name, Higgins, uh, passed away. And this is really, this is really weird. And I, I think this, this is probably the coolest piece of trivia about this movie and a little bit morbid. Uh, in the middle of the film, when Dolly Parton and uh, Tomlin and Fonda send Roz to the, I think to France or wherever to, or she, they send her somewhere to learn French for whatever reason. Anyway, I, I stopped. I zoned out by that time. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, the plane that they show in the footage of her flying is the exact TWA 747 that was became TWA 800, which is the plane that exploded after takeoff off Long Island. And everybody thought like there was a big conspiracy about it. Like it was it a missile? Did it was you know what people said they saw a missile shoot it down and right. all kind of stuff. Really big uh, controversy over it. That was the exact plane. In this movie, mm. which is really kind of it'd be like it'd be like seeing like you're watching a movie from the '80s like this, and then one of the planes in it is one of the ones that was used in the 9/11, 9/11 attacks. You know, it's kind of creepy that you know that plane they show eventually became you know synonymous with a, a, one of the biggest air disasters of all time until 9/11. Right. You know, so really kind of creepy. Uh, score wise, babe, but what are you gonna? Okay, I'll say uh, I give it a six. Um, I was gonna do a color. Okay. I was just gonna say white. Because it's meh. <laughs> Fair enough. It counts as a color, but like no one really thinks it's Well, white color. is every color. It's also mm-hmm. no color. No, black is no color. Black no, is the absence depends. of color. It depends if you're talking if about art or science. If we're talking opposite. about light, yeah. Light opposite. is no color. We always talk about science white on this podcast. Colors. If you're talking about paints, black is all colors. White is no colors. Exactly. But art isn't science. You know what? If, if Neil deGrasse or whatever is uh, Neil Tyson. Tyson listened to this, like he'd be like, "Oh no, Trey is exactly right because scientifically, blah 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 blah." Because did you know that motherfucker? Like he watched Titanic and bitched that the stars were in the wrong alignment yeah. in the sky for that time of year mm-hmm. in that year, you know, in that time of year in 1912, and then but came on back right. and changed it. I don't. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Who's watching a movie and being like, "Whoa, whoa, Wait, whoa!" They actually changed it. Yeah, in the, oh, in the Blu-ray that. release, he went and changed it. Like. Cameron fixed the fucking stars to appease <laughs> this scientific bullshit dude. Not bullshit. I like I, I love Neil deGrasse Tyson. Right. But I'm sorry. Like, people, you know, he's he's kind of popular right now. It's like, hey, Neil, how'd you like Interstellar? Well, blah, 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 the science, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, that's interesting, but that shouldn't be why you didn't like the movie. It's like, please don't watch a movie. Yeah, like, yeah, like don't watch. <laughs> he won't. Like, don't, don't watch Star Wars. You know, it's like, he's a, he's a buzz killer. Like, when they act, like. I like him. I, I didn't say I didn't like him. I'm just saying, like, he loves to, like, point out Me too. movies that are... Yeah, yeah. And I was speaking from for every filmmaker in the world by saying, please don't watch Yeah, like, movies. don't go to the movies, dude. Just stay home. Yeah. Stay home. Well, this constellation is completely wrong. Beetlejuice is actually 75 quadrants from Altergeist to the left of the artificial horizon of Alpha Centauri, so this is absolutely bullshit. You should I go this- through Cosmos and find every error in it and make your own video. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm sure he fact-checked himself. Yeah. But that, there has to be one. There has, there to, be has one. to be one. Call him out on it. 
Yeah, be like pseudo physicist Trey Harris calls out. <laughs> pseudo physicist. Doesn't even have to be that. It could be anything like yeah. a flaw in their 3D text. It's like, oh, if I'm sitting at this angle, the text should actually be about a quarter inch <laughs> yeah, exactly. the other way. That's how like asinine he is with some of his comments. Uh, yeah. Again, I were just. I'm, I'm sure he's doing it with a level of like. No, humor. no. Read the interview. Like, there's no humor in it. He's like, yeah, I was watching it, and I really just couldn't pay attention to the rest of the movie because the stars were wrong. Who sits? Who is sitting there watching a movie that takes place in 1912, and the, you know they're watching this? These you know at the time amazing special effects, which won the Oscar and beat Starship Troopers, amazingly enough. Yeah, that they're looking at the fucking stars. Yeah, and and well, and they are very. Bright. I'm, I'm sorry, like what a fucking dork to know a picture of the sky from 1912 on April 19th or whatever the day the Titanic sank is wrong. Oh, well, if this was April 17th, this would be exactly correct. But this is completely wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just found that asinine. He is smarter than any of us will ever be times Maybe a million. he was kidding. Read the article, baby. Well, it like, caused the change. read so. someone's inflection. You can't tell humor or attitude from reading. Okay, you okay. take in what you want to when you're reading someone's words. Okay, so... And you are right, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be facetious, man. I'm gonna go read Little Women now, but I'm gonna read it like in helium voices. It's gonna be the funniest book I've ever yes. read in my life. They're so tiny. Probably not. They are little women. They're little girls. They are little women. Where are all the ants in this book? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there'll be an animated movie some sooner or later. Yes. They take you know, let's take a literary work, change the story, and make it with some fucking insect or cute little animal animal colony, and then you know it's. It's just fucking little Let's women. Let's do Hamlet with lions. I think that was the Lion King. That was the Lion King. <laughs> ha ha! See? Brilliant! Definitely. Uh, that's about it for trivia. We gave our scores. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, yep. You said it was white. I give it a six. <laughs> it's not a bad movie. It's just not... There's no, yeah, like I won't be watching it yeah, again. I'm not going to put it on my queue and be like, Hey, let's watch 9 to 5. That song's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Go listen to the song. <laughs> and then Actually, you're done. everyone did. Yeah, obviously. For a little bit. And it's, you know, every now and then on... Did you see just now the song that beat it for the Oscar? No, I'm sorry. What was it? Fame. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah of course so. it got beat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go up against Fame? Uh, in fact, that year, Fame won a lot of awards. Because yeah. I remember looking up uh, for 1980. Because uh, uh, a bonus episode that we're going to be doing shortly is about the top 10 films of 1980. And I went and researched like what won and all that, and Fame won a lot of Academy Awards and had some of them. It was it, it Fame along with Raging Bull had the most nominations that year, 1980. Didn't you just watch that? Yes, I did because I hadn't seen it in a long time. I've never seen it. You don't want to. Yeah. We'll talk about that next <laughs> next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, wrapping this episode up in the real world again. It released December 19th, 1980. On December 8th, 1980, a day that will live in infamy, as most days in December tend to do, was the day John Lennon was shot after. Coming back from a recording studio by Mark David Chapman. Yep. And that's one of the, you know, speaking of like strange, like, you know, like this uh, nine to five, they have the the same plane that would eventually become a famous air disaster. It was weird too. uh, The whole John Lennon thing was that there's a picture when he left for that evening with Mark David Chapman. Yeah. Like in the background or something. Yeah. He was, he signed his album double fantasy for him. Chapman hung around. Till he came back and then shot him, I think, three times <laughs> in the, the back. Hell out of him, yeah. Mm. And then sat down and pulled out the catcher in the rye, which is why everybody thinks that book is so great. That's the most boring book I ever fucking read. I was like, what is the big deal with this book? It's stupid. He's like, man, the stock's going to rise high on this one. <laughs> He's like, he made a deal with Salinger. Like, hey, I'm going to shoot somebody and then read your book. 
I'll, I'll, I just want 5%. 5%. Yeah, but I, and I think uh, earlier or sometime last year, I think it came up where he Chapman became eligible for parole again, which denied he's never going to get out. Right. But anyway, that, that just kind of gives you a time frame of the world was still in mourning for John Lennon when this movie came out. Mm. So, And, of course, you can still go there to the Dakota today where he lived. And uh, it's Border Central Park, and that's where you see, like, the pictures – of the, uh, they call it Strawberry Fields, where they have like the uh, mosaic in the ground that says Imagine, yeah. and it's like a, become a shrine. Right. Although he was killed right across the street. Yeah. Still. That's where he was shot. But anyway, that t- uh, lets you know where this was in time. And back to the future this week. Uh, we just finished watching the series Derek, which uh, is on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, uh, bring some tissues. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm kidding. It, it's, it's, it's a phenomenally acted and mm-hmm. written like show. And it, it's a, it takes place in a nursing home. Automatically, nobody likes nursing homes. Right. You know, it's just, we've all had like, a re- um, well, most of us probably have had a relative they had to visit in there, and you know, it's really never pleasant. I actually never had one. God bless you, laddie. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Derek takes place in a nursing home. He's kind of, uh, they don't want really to say what he has, but you know, he's a little, not retarded, I don't want to use that word, but uh, I slow. think he has Asperger's. Yeah, he has, he has Asperger's or maybe, uh, what's the other, the, uh, autism. Or something. Asperger's is on the autism. Okay, thanks, Dr. Harris. Any other scientific things you'd like to discuss? (laughs) Maybe. Anyway, he has something. But anyway, regardless of that, so uh, he's he's a very quirky character, but the the genius of it is he's like the innocent, he's like completely innocent in everything he does. Mm -hmm. And then, like, he's got, you know, his buddies and the nursing home manager. And of course, it's a nursing home, so. Autistic is what many describe him as. Ah, gotcha. Derek is intellectually challenged, autistic or otherwise. Okay, yeah. Anyway, but if you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. It's only two seasons and a special. I think a total maybe of like 13 episodes total. Something like that maybe. 13, 14. 14 including. Yeah, oh, yeah, they had a special. Close. Yeah. They had the special. Uh, so it doesn't really take that long. They're only like, uh, they're short episodes. I think like 23 minutes each or. It's a British thing. Too. Yeah. But uh, it's it's well worth your time. It'll, it'll hit you right in the feels, most of the episodes. But, uh. Really good, and also the thing that kind of won me over immediately on it was Carl Pilkington is the first janitor in the series, and he's the guy from An Idiot Abroad mm-hmm. that was going all over the place. So, and he looks absolutely hilarious. But uh, it's definitely British humor, so if you don't like British humor, you might want to, you know, avoid it. But regardless, it is absolutely hilarious, and it's very like good. I said, very know, well acted, very well written. Tugs at your heartstrings <laughs> several times. Yeah. But anyway, next week, everybody, or until next, if you, need, if you have any questions or anything, shoot us up at, on emails, 80srevisit at gmail.com, on Facebook, Twitter, and the interwebs at Awesome Pods. Of course, we're part of the Awesome Podcast Network, classic episodes of Geekly Dose, Duo Attack, Jesse's Podcast, Why Don't You Know This, Republic City Report, and as always, 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 big shout out to our friends up in Lafayette at Now Versus Nostalgia. Uh, I believe they're about jacket. to do... <laughs> He left his jacket yeah. here. It's still here. It's still here, John. We got it's it. still here, yeah. Uh, Meet me at the Blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, you'll leave it. Nobody will disturb it. Just leave it hanging on the door. Yeah. I think I might, actually. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, I think by the time you're listening to this episode, I think they should have just had their True Romance episode up. So uh, check that out. As always, always uh, good to listen to when you're, you know, when you're craving some more uh, doses of nostalgia. And next week, not really sure what, but... Most likely, my some top, girly stuff. Some girly stuff, or my top ten films of 1980. One, oh. either one of those. Mm. We'll do one of them, whichever one is ready and is actually on the table right now, ready to go. 
But we'll see. But until next time, everybody, I'm Trey Harris. I'm his wife. Jesse Sedgley. <laughs> Cowabunga! <laughs>